Hello and welcome back to another episode of Awesome Film Fanatics, the one podcast where you can learn about films as we talk about them. I'm your host, Casey Abramson. This is Lee Hua. And today we have another film review today. It's a... It's of a film that's not really doing so well to quite a few surprises. It is the Lego Movie 2, the second part. And it's kind of weird that this isn't doing that well because I haven't seen a lot of trailers for this. That's probably why it's not doing well. Yeah, like before we reviewed Alita Battle Angel, I saw trailers for that everywhere. Online, before, like on a YouTube ad, they were everywhere. I... I actually forgot that this was coming out. I think a lot of people did because it didn't do well with the box office like opening week. Yeah, and I can actually kind of see why because there wasn't a lot of originality I felt like with this one. It feels kind of rushed in my opinion. It did seem rushed, yeah. And again, they were taking too many elements from things that were already created like Mad Max, uh, The Terminator. You know, I felt like because with all the time traveling elements and everything. But they had Bruce Willis in the film. Yeah, in like for what, 10 seconds? Yeah. Exactly. It was, I mean, I enjoyed it. Don't get me wrong. It's just not really something worth waiting for. Yeah. Which is pretty sad because the first movie did very well. And I think the Batman movie did well too, pretty well. It did, because they went as original as they could, even with the, um, even with the, you know, whole Batman universe thing, they were still really original. Yeah. Like, with creating all these different types of elements, like how Robin joined in, and Batman, like, being really, really, really nervous to get in touch with his feelings. Oh, yeah, in this film, he fell in love. Somehow. He only fell in love because he couldn't understand why she wouldn't marry him. Uh, (laughs) And by the way, what was she? What could she be classified as? Uh, A stack of bricks of Legos. But she's constantly, like, shape-shifting, so is that, like, really a stack? Well, I don't know. She's just Legos. That's let's just say that she's a mishmash of Legos that changes shape every what, like ten seconds average. Wait, wasn't she? I just um, this just came to my mind. Wasn't she the? Wasn't her original form the heart that the boy gave to the little sister? Yeah, it was. It so was. maybe that was a symbolic thing, cause heart love. Yeah. Batman. Oh, my God. That was so funny. We tried playing with you, but you just met us with hostility, so we tried to relate. And this and that. And then Elizabeth Banks is like, that was the truth. Oh, my God. <laughs> I miss Will Ferrell. He was in it. He, only his voice. And the, in the very beginning. Yeah, that's the very it. beginning. And his Lego character, but that's it. His Lego character was in it, too. Only a few parts, though. I guess. But, again, it was it was still cute, but it just wasn't... It wasn't the same. It didn't live up to its legacy, like the first one did. Yes. Yeah, that's exactly... It, that's exactly it. It really is. Kind of like um, Finding Dory. Like, I thought Finding Dory was good, but it didn't live up to the legacy of Finding Nemo. It's still adorable, but it that's is. really it. It is. 
And it is better than the Lego Movie sequel. It's like any other sequel that you yeah. could think of. It's just there. Okay. That's it. Like, cool. Came out. Unnecessary sequel. If you really think about it. With that being said, I'm sure they worked, they, uh, worked very hard on it. Just like the original film and the Batman film. Oh, yeah. I mean, you gotta put... They, I'm sure they even worked hard on the Emoji movie. Which did... Terribly. Oh, yeah, definitely. Got, like, what, a one point something on IMDb? Yeah, the, um, humor is still cheesy. It is, and they still have the same cast, like Chris Pratt as Emmett and Elizabeth Banks as Lucy. Wild style. Yeah, and, um, Will Arnett as Batman. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (sighs) Oh, I Jonah Hill as the Green Lantern right. and Channing Tatum as Superman. <laughs> oh, that, oh, that's who's missing. Morgan Freeman. Yeah, but Morgan Freeman. I don't think he could save the film, though. Yeah. Morgan Freeman died, though, in the first one. Wait, didn't he come back, though? Oh, he's God. Yeah, that's true. He did, he did come back. I remember he was, like, greenish oh, yeah. in the first one. <sighs> Music... Some are catchy, some are just annoying, especially that one. Well, no, that song, I like that song. This song was Get Stuck in Your Head. Yeah, this song's Get Stuck in Your Head. (laughs) When that started up, I was like, oh, crap. Yeah. No, 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 no. Oh, like Batman? Yeah. No, 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 no. Oh. Oh, he, I think he rapped slash sang in this movie. He kind of did. He kind of did. Mm-hmm. He sang better, believe it or not, in um, in the Batman Lego movie. Of course, sang it's, it's all about him. Yeah. <clears throat> but all in all, I would not recommend a ticket to this. No, it's adorable, but it's yeah. not really worth the ticket. To be honest, I wouldn't even recommend renting it on a streaming service like iTunes or something. Unless you're a diehard Lego fan, then by yeah. all means, go live your life. So <laughs> go ahead. But Probably going to cost you like three bucks anyway, and what's three bucks? Mm-hmm. But speaking of streaming services, there is something else that I want to touch on a little bit. Um, there's an article that Lee found. Uh, Steven Spielberg is taking his annoyance with streaming services straight to the Academy. He he is going to go talk to them. Which, in my opinion, is completely unnecessary. <sighs> like, I'm starting to understand what... Because I saw this tweet on there, and I'm starting to realize what he meant. How Spielberg is one of the greatest directors within the whole industry... And it's a shame he's such a traditionalist. Yeah. So, like, and it's really weird. I thought he was one of those guys who would be able to adapt to, adapt to the times. Maybe he doesn't want to. I mean, he adapted to special effects, obviously. Well, we, well, we talked about how, when did Spielberg's film started to not be good? Like, it, mid-2000s? I like, 2010s? Like, what was his last good film that you actually want to see? Yeah, that so became, a, I guess, a classic. Could yeah, be classified as a classic? I, I, I mean, classified as a classic, I'm not exactly sure. I did enjoy Munich, but after that, 
I mean, I mean, look, Lincoln is an absolutely great movie. Oh yeah, definitely. But the problem that I have with Lincoln is that I don't get the Spielberg feel from it. I get more like a Paul Thomas Anderson feel. Mm-hmm. And to anyone who doesn't know who he is, he directed a really great film called There Will Be Blood. And if you go and watch that and then you watch Lincoln, you'll basically understand what I mean. There's no Spielberg feel to that at all. Mm-hmm. And like even with his serious movies, like, you know, like, you know, there are most of his movies, they're like seriousness mixed with comedy and coolness, like Jurassic Park, Indiana Jones, Indiana Jones. And even with his like diehard serious movies, like with Saving Private Ryan and Schindler's List, mm-hmm. they're very serious and they're very dark, but you still get that Spielberg feel. Mm-hmm. You don't get that with his movies lately. You don't even get that with Ready Player One. Yeah, I wasn't really interested even though it's directed by Spielberg. Yeah, exactly. You look at it and you're like, wait, this is this is Spielberg? Uh, and especially after seeing all those like effects and everything, you think to yourself, wow, he must really know how to adapt. Yeah, but to bash Netflix? To the point of bashing Netflix? I bash Netflix more so than anybody probably when they started to decrease the amount of things that they had available, especially on the main, sh- on the and, instant. And you know what I'm a bit annoyed with? What? They're making remakes of old TV shows that we, like, um, people around our age would, uh, used to watch as a kid. They're yeah, making them for a younger demographic. No, no, no. They're making a live action. Oh, like oh. Kim Possible, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Um, there's, there's like um. Well, you haven't. I know you don't watch Full House, but they have like Fuller House. Yeah, I've heard of Fuller House. So it's again running out of ideas. That's annoying too. Yeah, yeah. No originality, sort of thing. Plus, I've seen actually more so. I've seen people react to trailers to um, a trailer for the Kim Possible series. Oh, really? It's horrible. Well, the I can see why it's horrible. Yeah. It's like okay. <laughs> Yeah, but the thing is, with the release of Roma, if this is their way of redeeming themselves for all of that, I'll give them my full support. Here's here's the thing. I read that Green Book, which won for Best Picture, I think it was partially produced by Spielberg, if I remember correctly. Okay. So that kind of probably went into his favor a bit, because he did work with the people at Green Book, which won Best Picture. Hmm. But I maybe if we were to listen to like I tried to find articles where he explained himself, he didn't say anything. Exactly. So maybe once he does talk to the academy, maybe we'll finally hear what he has to say. There must be a reason or reasons why he would think these things. There must be. Something tells me though that the big reason is they're not traditional theaters. They're, they're not films traditionally made by, like, studios. Like, Newsflash, Clerks wasn't. Oh, yeah. Uh, all, the, the, all the indie, um, independent pictures. Yeah, exactly. They were distributed by studios, but they weren't made by studios. And some of them are successful, just like some of the production studios yeah, exactly. are successful. So what's the big difference if a film is distributed by a company that's predominantly a streaming service? 
Roma proved that th- that's not true. Like exactly. <laughs> plus, Netflix tweeted that there were three reasons why they were like indirectly saying, thanks to Netflix and other streaming websites, you can um um what's it called be part of a larger audience right especially for places that don't have movie theaters and you could expand on the art aspect of it there's a third reason i just forgot but something along the lines of that yeah no and believe it or not i actually found this out one time when i was just like you know scrolling through the trivia for straight out of compton the film was not released in Compton because there's no movie theater. There's no movie theater in Compton, California. That is just horrible. The film was released everywhere else, but not Compton. Right, because there's no movie theater. So what about the people who, you know, want to view a film, but they don't want to take the time to drive? Or when I was at the Sales University, there was a situation where I went to a film with a few guys. It was a 20-minute drive because we were in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. But we had access to Wi-Fi, mm-hmm. and we could download video rentals. Maybe he's um. I'm trying. I'm thinking maybe he doesn't want movie theaters to go away. I said last time that film that movie theater should always remain a part of cinema culture. Maybe that's what as him as a traditionalist, rather because streaming websites kind of take that away. Maybe that's a reason why he wants. I, I don't understand why he's afraid that'll happen. I mean, look at the amount of people on streaming networks now. I know, but these streaming services have been around for years. And the same thing happened when television was released. Everyone thought, oh my God, cinematic television, people are going to stop going to the movies. They didn't stop going to the movies. They that, still went. Well, then again, I don't see a lot of people watching TV. They're on the internet. Exactly. They're on YouTube. So, and most people they hook up their laptops to televisions so they could still watch the film on the screen. Mm-hmm. Or what happens if someone's bored, you know, in the back seat of a car and they just want to watch something that they haven't seen? I've actually done that a couple of times. I watched uh, Unfriended on my phone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I just don't get it. Again, but, as hopefully we'll hear what Spielberg has to say. Other than I don't want Netflix to be part of the Academy. He better give a legitimate reason that's not just, it's not traditional and it's not like, you know, it's going to put movie theaters out of business. You think it will? No. It, well, it took Blockbuster away from us, which I'm really sad about. I know, but the streaming services did bring back video rentals. Yeah, but not blockbusters. The thing, the thing is, is that if the big chains go out, like AMC or Lowe's, mm-hmm. but the independent theaters still stay in business because they're cheaper, that might be a red flag. Oh, really? No, that'll definitely be a red flag. Really? Because AMC is like the number one theater company. Mm-hmm. The thing is, though, they really, really, really need to drop their prices. Like, how much the two of us, how much do we pay to go see a movie there? $22? More, I think. And then the popcorn, the candy, the soda. Yeah, exactly. 
I don't see a lot of college kids going to the movie theaters. Unless it's like once in a while, but not too much. Yeah, but I feel like people are starting to struggle to pay for the classic dinner and a movie date. Because now it's like Netflix. Yeah, exactly. Just sit around and watch Netflix. Yeah. Well, yeah, and I've, I've had roommates just binge on Netflix up until like three in the morning. Oh, yeah, like with uh, Daredevil? Oh, yeah, yeah, like um, yeah, yeah, TV shows. Yeah, because our friend Christina was obsessed with it. And, my, and uh, one of my roommates named Jessica. Yeah. And the thing, though, is I, I'm sure people have binged um, watching, t- like, uh, TV series before Netflix became a thing. Yeah, but back then you had to wait for the new episode on TV, like with Miami Vice. Yeah, that too. You had to wait for the next week's episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I got introduced to The Walking Dead thanks to Netflix. Because... Um, I was bored one day, and then I figured, oh, this looks like a cool synopsis. And then I watched one episode, and it ended up finishing the season. I'm like, when's the next one? So, <laughs> so, but after that, I, like you said, the shows aren't that good, or at least they're not. Uh, they're not having good shows lately. Yeah, and also now that I think about it, he's perfectly fine with the streaming services making their films available on those streaming services once they're like after they're distributed to the theaters like once they're done showing in theaters but he's not okay with them distributing those films i don't know that doesn't make sense i really don't know well anyway i'm actually eager to find out what he says Now, do you think he'll apologize if people are going to boycott his films now? And Oh, if people boycott his films, definitely he's going to make a public apology. I don't know if he'll mean it. But if someone goes and proves to him that, you know, these streaming services can still distribute films and theaters can remain a part of the culture, he might just say, I guess I was wrong. <sighs> Though something must have happened that would cause him to say that. Is it just the fact that Roma got nominated? Yeah. Is that really it? Yeah, you remember there were like articles all over the place. You found some of them. No, but I don't know if that's the cause to all this. I think it is. Because Netflix was never shown at the Academy, ever. Hmm. This was an all-time first. Did they even mention it's from it's distributed by Netflix at the Academy? I don't even remember. No, I don't think so because you know if they never say this film was distributed by Universal or anything like that. Okay, so I think once word got out that it was nominated, journalists jumped on the whole thing like it was distributed by Netflix. This is new. Well, wait, wasn't um. Didn't Spielberg start out as independent or no? Um, his very first um, version of Close Encounters of the Third Kind, um, back then it was called uh, Firelight or something like that. Mm-hmm. That was completely independently made. 
Okay. And they made like it was made for five hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. They made five hundred and one dollars showing it for one day. Yeah. So they made a one dollar profit. Mm-hmm. That was it. I think every other film that he did, he went through the studio system. Okay. So he wasn't. I don't think he was one of those guys that started off making indie films and then moved on to um, studio films. Unlike George Lucas, who started out as yeah, independent, and then he, yes. Yeah, he only did one studio film, mm-hmm. and that was the first Star Wars. Mm-hmm. All the other Star Wars movies, independent films. A lot of people don't know that, but it's the truth. With the exception of the newest trilogy. Yeah, the ones run by Disney. Mm-hmm. Marvel used to be independent, didn't it? wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, the very first... Um, Iron Man? Iron Man was an indie film. Mm-hmm. And again, a lot of people don't know that, but John Favreau said that Marvel was doing everything they could to make those types of movies inexpensively. They weren't going with big, big names. They weren't going with big, big directors because they understood the demographic that if they made it for a, that if they made them for a little amount of money, they would make a lot of money. Yes, <laughs> that was the mentality that they had. And John Favreau also said that back then no one took them seriously. Oh yeah. Because it wasn't a studio, it was Marvel. You know what I've noticed too? What? I don't hear any actors, directors, anyone backing Steve up or even Netflix up actually. I it's just Steve and Netflix. Yeah, it's just he stands alone on this. And Netflix too, actually. Like I hear a lot of um directors complain that they're not giving people a good enough excuse to go and sit in a cinema, Mm -hmm. but they don't complain about streaming services. They really complain about the films being made. Yeah, and like the whole debacle with um, the Academy um, getting ready, um, not um, presenting for the um, categories. You hear a long list of directors, cinematographers, people within the industry saying no, 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 no. Yeah, that was ridiculous. So how come with this situation, no one, not a big name is backing up Steve or Netflix? Isn't that a bit suspicious, actually? Like, you don't, like, I'm sure you would hear a celebrity tweeting their thoughts on this situation, and yet I don't see anything. So what does that mean? Yeah, it's it's very suspicious. Because, you know, with all the politics and all that, you hear celebrities left and right saying what they say, even though some should be quiet. And that with this, it's like crickets. Who cares? I don't know if it's that. Maybe they are afraid to say something. I, I don't know. I mean, I find it kind of funny now that you mention it that the only one who is making this an issue is the biggest name in Hollywood. Is he really that big? The yes. biggest? Yes. Are you sure there's no one bigger than him? Everyone says he's the big guy. He's the main guy. Everyone else who works within the system says he's the man. And the man said X, Y, and Z. Yes. It's not a studio executive or anything like that. It's him. So with that being said, how come no one's backing him up? Or putting him down, maybe, with the exception of Netflix, kind of. 
maybe they see the streaming services, like we said, as a way of reaching out to people and they're just who can't af- go to theaters. And they're just afraid to speak up against him or else he'll be like, I don't want to work with you. Anymore. I don't know what it is. Or maybe really they're afraid that if for anyone who's backing up Steve, then Netflix will be like, okay, we're not going to stream your movie on our systems anymore. That also could be true. And who knows, maybe not just Netflix, but other streaming services will back oh, up Oh, like too. Amazon? Amazon, iTunes maybe. Hmm. Yeah, iTunes being owned by Google, or no, I mean Apple. Yeah. And all that. Now watch, once we look with um, we look online, there's going to be someone who be, I think <laughs> that, actually the only people I, that would talk about this would be people like us quote normal common people because I, I do remember seeing tweets from people saying that sad that one of your idols is being a crybaby like yeah. stuff like that yeah it said um, this is the moment you realize when the number one hero of your life becomes a crybaby yes. <laughs> or something like that yeah that was funny yes but it's pretty sad it's coming from him it is because even, you know, if somebody doesn't like the major studio movies, you still have a love for Spielberg. Yeah, but the thing is, he didn't give a reason. That's really. true. That, that's the freaky thing. Well, a lot of people these days, they don't. Well, that's true, A actually. lot of people don't. I mean, most of the time, especially with film people, like Robert Zemeckis said, you know, 99% of the time, you can't really defend your decision. It's just a feeling you got. Well, but that's usually when you're making something like I think we should do it this way and like why or I don't know it's gut instinct maybe he's the type of person who can't explain himself because he's so passionate and just filled with feelings and emotion maybe if he made it in the form of a short film he could and then we could see through his vision like, <laughs> like artist to artist like yeah, sort of thing yeah now watch Netflix is probably wants to collaborate or distribute a film um, for St- um, Spielberg for all we know if oh. they if they were to make up that would be really funny if yeah like if they went to him and said would you like us to distribute a film for you that you make that would be like really giving him the middle finger and then saying no harm done let's be friends well, I don't know. It's just... This is a weird feud. Well, not really a feud. It's just... I don't even know what to call this. Me neither. I mean, it. I would say this. It is okay if you don't want to use a, um, a streaming um, system. Everyone has... Everyone's allowed to not use it. Yeah, it's perfectly fine. But to say that it should have no say within the major awards even when they're presenting great films that are worthy of them that in my opinion that's just wrong for some people they probably don't care for all we know well hey unfortunately not everyone likes movies I've only met one person who's like that I never talked to that person again and that's okay because you don't need that person in your life yeah it's like it's okay it's okay like I want I wanted to say to her I'm like how could you how could you not like movies for all we, I didn't for, I didn't for all we know there's people out there who don't even like 
his films, Spielberg's films. I'm sure there are. And that's okay. Yes. It's just, Steve, Steve, what's the reason why? Yeah. And um, hopefully, hopefully everything, well, actually, this isn't, you think this is also another reason why celebrities need to be quiet or no? No, I don't think this has anything to do like that. I don't think that this is not a big scandal. This is not like a big, oh my God, this person said this. Now he's getting a whole bunch of backlash. Like it's not a travesty. It's just, you know, someone having an opinion that no one thought that he would have. Like, I think that's why this is getting such big news, because no one expected Spielberg to think this way. Hmm. I actually thought he would welcome streaming services because mm-hmm. I thought he would welcome any way to get a good film out there if a professional you, studio won't do it. You know what? Maybe this is just um, an, um, an example. Maybe, say, someone who would win Emmys would feel offended if a YouTuber got nominated for like a YouTube Red original series for an Emmy. I think that I didn't um, have they feel insulted in the sense that they worked at like a traditional sense and then you have these wackadoos of YouTubers doing this. And I think that's what Steve's mentality is trying to be. They... If well, that makes any sense. Well, if, first of all, that's a completely different um, ballpark, in my opinion. But, but the thing is, do you understand why? It's just an example. Right, you're talking, yeah, but right now you're talking about the way they make things. That's that's probably what Steve meant with Netflix. I, I can't see that happening with Netflix, but with the YouTube becoming into Emmy, I would not be surprised if one of these days Shane Dawson all of a sudden just gets out of nowhere, like, nominated for an Emmy. Because Keemstar did make a point. Mm-hmm. His um, Jake Paul documentary thing yeah. racked up more views than the premiere of a famous oh, television that just show. Remi- this just reminded me. Okay, this may, not, this may not be related to films. It's like um, music videos from random pop stars yeah. would accumulate a lot of views and subscribers and then you have like people like Jimmy Fallon and Jimmy Kimmel yeah. with all the subscribers all the views and such and yet you have YouTubers who actually started from nothing and then they only got like a certain amount of views yeah. even though there's <laughs> there's been cases where uh, I forgot his name James Corden, I think that's his name. He did like um, carpool karaoke when that's that was actually an idea from like a YouTuber, right? So, in a case like stealing ideas like that from YouTubers, that yet they're making all this views and money and all of that. Yeah. Here, I will say this though: with certain ideas, you can't really like copyright it because it's very broad. Like, there's a lot of drama within the makeup community where who like someone claims that so-and-so ste- is um, stealing their makeup idea when it's like a simple like eye makeup that's been used for centuries all yeah, stuff like that yeah. it's the same thing with these ideas too well but in that sense i think i think they just want the attention 
Who's they? The, the person who originally did it. I think they just want attention and they don't want anyone else doing it. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because like, like stealing, focus like, the attention away. Yeah, like stealing ideas and such. Yeah. What I'm trying to say is the fact that this already famous comedian is doing that idea. Yeah. And yeah, they have more views than this YouTuber who kind of started it sort of thing. So maybe that's what Spielberg is trying to say in a way. Well, we'll just if have, that makes any we'll just sense. Have to wait. We'll just have to wait and see. If that makes any sense. I mean, the thing is, he's only talking about distributing content. That was about creating content. Maybe, maybe, he maybe, something, it. maybe something will happen further down the road, and then he'll come out again. But what difference does streaming have to do? There, that's the, that's you don't have to go out and sit in a theater. Is that really? That it? is it. That is it. Netflix, all Netflix does is just... Distributing, they just put the movie in. Yeah, that's There's, all they did. Yeah, they put it into the. Okay, with that, Steve is mad that more people are seeing the film. No, he's mad that the film got nominated and it wasn't traditionally released by a professional studio. It Supposedly, was rele- yeah, it was released by a streaming service. Hmm. So, I I'm guessing he's mad that. Um, the Academy recognized a streaming service and presented them as a studio, practically, by Is nominating there, wait, their I movie. Want, there must be a specific rules in the thing in the Academy, then. But they don't follow those rules. You remember there, when you, you remember when you be, showed me the rules for the documentaries at Sundance? Oh, it doesn't have to. There, yeah, there, doesn't, then there doesn't have to be facts. Right, exactly. So they don't follow the rules. The Academy must be very strict, though. That's all I'm saying. No, I don't think so. I don't think they're that strict. Then again, they do nominate pretty mediocre actors, so I'm, I don't know why they choose some of the nominees, but... You see, Ray, I've been thinking lots of books get published, published. that suck. That's so true. So for yours not to get published, whew, that's got to be off the charts. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of books that yeah. are not written well. But they gain a lot of prop, uh, popularity. Well, anyway, I'm actually really, really concerned. I'm actually really excited to see how this all turns out. I don't think this hurt his reputation, though, to be honest. Cause, oh, no. Because no. how many years has he been in the industry? Yeah. Decades, right? Yeah, and he's not doing anything controversial. He's not smuggling drugs. He's not killing anyone. He's not... He's not even driving drunk. <laughs> yeah, he has... Yeah, he's... He just said an opinion, and it yeah. led to a lot of discussions. Yeah, he's doing something that took a lot of people by surprise. Didn't yeah. offend anybody. Well, probably offended Netflix. Oh, yeah. But, you know, it's just something, like you said, that got a lot of people thinking. I wouldn't think, well, like you said, Spielberg didn't seem that kind. But no. you don't really see him in the news, too, really, other than if he had, like, a movie coming out or... Um, he talked about something. That means he's smart. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> and he's one of the most respectful directors out there. Yeah, he is. Everyone who works with him says he's a joy to work with. Yes. And Robert Zemeckis saying, you being a director and having Steven Spielberg as your producer is mm-hmm. a dream come true. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, I'm really looking forward to see how this meeting goes. Yeah. Well, 
that's all the time that we have for this episode. So for Awesome Film Fanatics, I'm your host, Casey Abramson. This is Lee Hua. We're signing off.